Wolfing Down Food Science. Hello everyone and welcome back to Wolfing Down Food Science. We're here today with Amena Kadibai and once again with our special guest host, Emily's mom plus here. Amena is a Raleigh native and she started her career at NC State studying food science and she's now been in the area of quality assurance and quality control for a number of years. So we'll let her tell her story now. Amena, welcome to Wolfing Down Food Science. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're really glad to have you here. I'm really uh, curious to hear about your growing up in Raleigh and attending NC State and, and the whole journey from this NC State student stage to the professional food science stage. So uh, to tell us about it. It's been a crazy whirlwind. I actually switched over to the food science major kind of on a whim. Uh, there's that uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad you did. Um so I was a pre-med major with biological sciences, and then I got to organic chemistry, and it did not like me, and I did not like it. So I sat down with actually Dr. Farkas at the time and went through all the majors that the biological sciences department had to offer, and food science was one of them. So I said, okay, sign me up. Didn't know what to expect, um, but here we are. 12 years later, and it's been a crazy ride. I've done all different kinds of things in my career so far. Uh, it's been a really, really nice progression from where I started to where I am now. Uh -huh. I've learned a lot of things along the way, uh, a lot of life lessons that I don't think I would have learned unless I was really just kind of thrown in there. It's been a wonderful experience so far. I don't think I would change any of it. Yeah, that seems like one of the best ways to learn is when you're really kind of thrown into the deep end of the pool, if you will. Yeah. You really learn to swim fast. <laughs> yeah, you really do. So how do you think that this you made the decision based on a whim and thankfully talking to to the amazing Dr. Brian Farkas? But uh, how did this go in terms of your uh, professional journey after you decided okay, my career is going to be food science. So how did how did that transition from student to professional go? It was a really, really rough transition for me. I grew up very sheltered where mom and dad were pretty much involved in everything that my siblings and I did. And so being thrown into work life was very difficult for me. I lived it with my parents through college. And then mm -hmm. when I started working, I moved out. So it was balancing finances on top of work, um, trying to have a social life. So all of those things combined, it was very difficult for me. And that first job I had with a meat processing company, and it was probably the best kickstart into adulthood that I could have had. <laughs> it forced me to really think. I didn't have a boss who was like my mom or like my dad. They were very much, here's your work, go. 
And it made me grow up because I had to figure it out. I had to use my team. I had to use my resources. Sometimes it was really, really difficult and other times it was fine. But once I started into the workforce, I mean, when I really got going, I realized I loved being in manufacturing. So I, I, I don't know that I can imagine working in an office or working, in, you know, just by myself. I think manufacturing is really where I want to be. I've done things into dairy. I did ice cream for a while. I did fluid mm-hmm. dairy. And then I moved into the bakeries. So I did cookies for a couple of years out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Um, and then I moved to Arizona after that. I did granola bars and now I'm doing donuts. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting because initially I'm hearing that you had multiple transitions. So sort of away yes. from your that your your way of uh, living at, at the at the family home. And then you had transitions into industry and then transitions from industry to industry. So one type of industry to another. So very interesting how it's really multiple transitions that you were facing at the same time. Yeah, and each each transition to a new job was also a promotion. Mm-hmm. So I was going for the next position. So it was also learning how, how to go from being an hourly employee to being a salaried to now having people reporting to me. Right now, I manage five facilities across the U.S. and several D.C.s. So that's been a real transition as well. <laughs> going from thinking about just one to now multiply that by five. So, you know, and they're all across the United States. So time zones, I get calls at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, and I have to be able to figure out what the person is asking and be able to give a logical and thoughtful response. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I don't know if I could, (laughs) I don't know how well I would manage that part. So, <laughs> so we're thankful to have our guest host back, Emilise. Let's welcome, let's welcome Emilise back, and we're glad to have her here as well. So, Emilise, uh, let's go ahead and think about some of these other aspects of Amena's career. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, like incredible journey, and like, thank you for talking about how transition can like lead to positive change like it's not yeah, always bad like it's okay mm-hmm. <laughs> just because like the first plan might not work but like we're gonna get through it <laughs> but a lot of students who are studying food science they're really interested in like product development and like research and development is there anything specific that made you decide to like follow and expand upon like the quality assurance and quality control career track like is there a specific thing that you just really enjoy about it i love how i'm in kind of a niche job you know, I, there's nobody else who can do what I do in the companies I've worked for. Um, that's why they hired on somebody who would manage the quality department. Um, but I also love that what I do touches all different aspects of it, from R&D to production to uh, even accounting to warehouse. You know, it, it touches everything. But most of all, I really enjoy the fact that what I do makes a direct difference for consumers. So, you know, there's always bad habits that are learned. 
Um, people find a way to make their lives easier. That may not be the right thing to do all the time. Mm-hmm. And I love being able to train and see that light bulb go off when I explain why we do what we do and they understand oh, we're making food. You know, let me not cut this corner. Let me go the long way and make sure I make food that, you know, someday my children are going to eat. Um, you know, it's products that are out there in the market. So we want to make sure we're doing the right thing for the consumers. Thank so, you. That's awesome. <laughs> so many of you, you've explained part of what QA and QC involves, but just because many of our, our students are really thinking about this research and development pathway and not QA, QC, sell it for us. Why would students want to go into this career track? Into the food industry in general or into R&D specifically? Into that QA and QC space yeah. uh, where, where you are versus in other potential roles that they could take in the food industry. Sure. I mean, it's it's a role that's pretty well defined by FDA. They have some regulations that are out there that you're required to follow, but you really can mm-hmm. make it your own. You have the power to adapt what they've asked for and really apply it to what you're doing. One of the things I absolutely love about what I do is I know that what I'm doing is going to make a difference in the end. Uh You know, I'm going to make sure that the product is safe. And to me, that's the most important thing. And so, you know, it's it's not just making sure the product is safe. It's making sure people are trained. People have the tools they need to mm-hmm. do what they're supposed to do, uh, making sure the product looks good and not just food safety, but also product quality. So I get to do all kinds of taste testings with the R&D department to make sure things are going the right way, that this is the product we want before we even go to market. Um, so you really do get involved in a lot of things. It's not just about product safety. Your hand is in a little bit of everything. Um, Since your hand is like in a bit of everything, do you have any like advice for students, uh, specific skill sets or specific classes that might be helpful in terms of this area? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I took a food microbiology class with Dr. Eret, and that was life changing Mm -hmm. for me. I he sent us home with a meat thermometer one day. And I got I went home and I was in the kitchen with my mom. Mom, your chicken is not at 165 internal temp. You're going to kill us all with salmonella. (laughs) And, you know, her response was, I haven't killed you yet, so leave me alone. (laughs) I think Fletch is going to be so happy to hear he made such an impact on your life. That's that's fantastic. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it was. I I loved that class. I, I think. For people starting out in the industry, be a sponge. Mm. Don't close yourself off to one thing or one area of discipline. Learn it all. I mean, that's part of the reason why I've transitioned so much to different roles is I learn what I can learn at one place. Um, If I've learned everything I think I can learn, I made the difference I wanted to make, I move on. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of been the trajectory of my career so far. And that's that's why I've made so many transitions. Wow, that's that's fantastic. So just kind of learn as much as possible and then go to the next go to the next level and keep yeah, going. Yeah, well, one of, you know, one of the generic questions you're asked in an interview is what what do you want to be when you grow up or where do you see yourself in 5 to 10 years? Uh-huh. 
I don't know. That's my answer. I haven't learned everything. I haven't seen everything. I haven't tried everything. So I don't know what I want to do for the next 30, 40 years. You're hired. I want to do it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great response. <laughs> so I'm curious to hear uh, across your career, there, there are always joys and challenges to careers. So I'm curious to hear what those joys and what those challenges have been in, in your career to this point. Yeah, for me, the joy and challenge goes hand in hand. There's the, the biggest thing is you're working with people. Mm-hmm. You have people who are very type A. You have people who are very strong personalities, very set in their ways. And you have people who have been doing that job for a very long time. And as a new graduate from college, you come in and you, you know, I came in really guns blazing. I wanted to make a difference and I wanted to do it all and I wanted to Mm -hmm. learn it all. And that's absolutely the wrong approach. Um, Oh, oh, okay. I I think (laughs) I alienated a lot of people because I I thought that by having a degree, I was better. Mm. I didn't realize that experience means more than just having a degree. Yes. And what I should have done was really partner up with my employees and have them teach me and then try to make small differences along the way instead of going in, no, you're wrong. This is wrong. You're not doing it this way. Uh, Really did not help me. (laughs) But, you know, having that experience taught me to take a step back. And my joys come from that, being able to step back, being able to let others around me teach me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then working really as a team to make it better instead of me saying, well, I'm the quality manager and I know everything because I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know everything. And, you know, they know a lot more than I. They've seen a lot more. So really being able to partner up and and learn how to partner with different personalities and different, you know, levels of jobs, people from operators all the way to the president of the company, you know, each person there's a different need that mm-hmm. that person has. And I've, I think over the course of my career, I've really learned how to deliver information and how to receive information from all those different types of personalities. So I'm curious, one of the things we were discussing yesterday in preparation for this interview was just the dynamic tension that exists between quality and production just the need to get product out the door and sell it. Yeah. So I'm curious in particular how you've managed that particular tension because certainly food needs to be safe and it needs to be high quality, but we need yeah. to get it out the door and we need to sell it in significant quantities. So I'm, I'm kind of curious how you manage that tension. So I'll say it's not always a negative tension. Sometimes it can be a healthy tension. Mm-hmm. It allows you to have really thoughtful discussions so that you, you know, if if there's an issue and, you know, food safety is at risk, it really allows you to take a step back and say, you know, okay, let's look at this as a group outside of the production floor where the fire is actively happening. I pull people into a conference room and we lay it out on a big uh, dry erase board. Mm-hmm. Here's the pros. Here's the cons. Here's what we can do. Here's what I can live with. And usually that comes to a good enough conclusion. Very nice. OK. And sometimes I just have to put my foot down and say no. Mm. <laughs> they don't like me, but it is what it is. 
<laughs> it, it does remind me way back when, when I worked for the government, there was the safety division that was working alongside of the research division. So in a way, that was sort of the quality side. And, and the research division was, OK, let's try all these things to move the, the science forward. Yeah. And it always it always cracked me up because they had this kind of saying hated and proud. Oh, yeah. It, as part of their sort of mission statement, <laughs> like we're just going to we're just going to we're just going to manage this we're gonna own it. issue. Yes, this is this is how it is. This is who we are and we're going to do this. Yeah. So it was just very interesting. Kind of, yes, <laughs> this is how it is. Yeah, Let's make some t-shirts. <laughs> the statement I hear all the time is quality is a necessary evil. Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I've heard all the time. <laughs> Indeed. Well, we're glad that you're in that area. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Thank you. Earlier, you talked about the transition between being a student and having your parents versus like being an adult big world. <laughs> so, but also that is something that I think we all kind of struggle with a little bit. Are there any strategies that you found helpful in managing the struggles, like especially in terms of work-life balance? Oh, I'm a terrible person to ask about work-life balance. <laughs> <laughs> with your 2 a.m. phone call. <laughs> exactly. um, I think setting boundaries is really important, not just for yourself, but for your employees. What I've tried to do is every employee that directly reported to me, I tried to make them me, right? Mm -hmm. I tried to arm them with the information and with the training that, you know, they can handle it without me having to be involved. So if they're calling me, it's because it's beyond their capability. Um, and I think that really does help because it gives them, it empowers them. It makes them feel like they're, they're part of an active role. You know, they're not just doing what I say, but they have a say in what goes on and it helps them grow. You know, my, my goal always is to work myself out of a job. I mm. want to leave the company with somebody behind me that can just take over seamlessly. That's such a good point. If, if the organization can function without you, it, it means that you've done your organizational job yeah. quite well. Yeah. 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 Having an understanding husband is also very helpful. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, having a spouse that understands these these things. I was just uh, I was just telling my wife, yes, I'm going to be recording. So that means, you know, not a lot of noise around the house until that gets that that gets done. So. Yes, it's really, really helpful. <laughs> so I have a, a question for you. Next week, uh, we've been invited to speak with a eighth grade middle school class about food science. Oh, wow. So I'm curious, what would you say if you were talking to them about your career and how being a food scientist has uh, has has been a, a good career choice for you. So we're hoping to just get that on their radar. They may not be aware of that food science is even a thing, yeah. but we're hoping to t talk with them about that. So I'm kind of curious, what would you say to them to get them motivated and excited about food science if you were there in front of that eighth grade classroom? 
Yeah. I mean, it's been a lot of fun. I've gotten to play around with so many different types of products. One of my favorite jobs has been so far working with Unilever. So I made Ben and Jerry's ice cream and um, Briars and Klondike bar. So it's fun to see it go from, you know, a mix Mm -hmm. of ice cream base to the actual product. And it's just really cool to be able to see your product on the shelf. Like it's, I don't know. I, I absolutely enjoy it. I think it's probably the most fun I've ever had doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) Just being in, in the quality department, being in food industry in general, um, you get to touch so many different things and you, you have a direct impact on what people are putting in their bodies. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite yet? Like a favorite product that you've worked on? <sighs> that I've worked on? Um, I've had a lot m- more opportunity with making donuts mm-hmm. and okay. like the, the actual R&D part of it. So mm-hmm. I've gotten to like go fry a donut and ice it and glaze it and, you know, decorating. And so that's been fun. I might have to get a donut this morning. <laughs> Very nice. Yes. <laughs> We do have a facility in Charlotte. I'll actually be out there next week. I've been to Charlotte in so long. I love it out there. <laughs> Seems like a good time to schedule a visit to Charlotte. Yes. <laughs> well, I will actually make my way to Raleigh, so maybe I can come by on Friday. Oh, Yay! excellent. That would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah we I would, would, love to, would love to see the food science building. <laughs> yes, we'd love to show you around. There's a few few new things. We have a mm-hmm. new GMP space downstairs. Yeah. And uh, of course, we're continuing to make that wonderful ice cream. And yes, I missed that ice cream. <laughs> great things. I'm sure we can arrange some ice cream <laughs> when you visit. So so we'll look forward to we'll look forward to your your being there. Well, I mean, I wanted to thank you so much for the time that you've taken and just the wisdom that you've shared with us. This has been fantastic. Emily, thanks again for co-hosting today. This has been Thank really, <laughs> really great. We appreciate your time and hope, hopefully those eighth graders will get inspired to think about food science as a career based on, uh, based on your comments, Amanda. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. <laughs> it was lovely to meet you too. You too. If you'd like to find out more about our podcast, Wolfing Down Food Science, please check us out at NCSU's Food Bioprocessing and Nutrition Science website, where you can find our show notes, reference links, and more. You can find out more about NC State, our department, and FS201, the amazing course that has brought us all together, on our website as well. Please don't forget to subscribe to Wolfing Down Food Science wherever you stream your podcasts like Spotify and iTunes. Thanks for tuning in to Wolfing Down Food Science. See you next time.